people are just keeping themselves from worlds, countries, friggin' lands of awesome art and music. So I think that if you are reluctant to get into something that's different, you should just take a chance because music and art isn't about what you're seeing or what the lyrics are. It's about how it makes you feel. So for anybody who's listening to this and like, ugh, K-pop, I think you know, take a chance. You'll find something that you like and you're just going to broaden your horizons and be a better person, a happier person because now you've got more things to look. Welcome to the Juxtapose Journeys Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Spitz, and in this episode I talk with Leash Montreal. Leash started a YouTube channel back in May where she does reactions to the K-pop group BTS's content, in addition to featuring different art me in her videos, which is BTS fan art. Our conversations range from her history with BTS, to her sources of inspiration, and even her bias for the group. Leisha has already met dozens of like-minded people in the BTS community as she tries to create environments similar to what BTS preaches in regards to self-love and loving others. Her channel is meant to act as a safe space for people to appreciate everything that BTS does and connect with one another. So just sit back, relax, and get ready for Leash Montreal's journey with BTS. All right, so welcome to the Juxtaposed Journeys podcast. So happy to have you on and taking the time out of your day to sit down and chat with me. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, of course. Now, let's talk BTS and the YouTube channel you started. So Yes, yes, BTS. <laughs> Just to give a little preface for the listeners and everything. So for those who are unfamiliar, BTS, also known as the Bonten Boys, is a seven-member South Korean pop group, or more simply K-pop group, that actually became the fastest group since the Beatles to earn four U.S. number one albums, doing so in less than two years which I found super interesting. Yes, they are very impressive. It's So I just got into BTS last October. One of my best friends, Annie Spring Groove, who I've talked about in almost all of my videos, um, <laughs> she was super into them first. And I was just kind of like, oh, cute. They're cool. Whatever. And then one day, I just like happened to not charge my phone. It died. I was listening to the radio and I was like, holy shit, this is a fucking <laughs> bop. So I just kind of fell down the pit really quickly. They have that effect on people, though. I've seen it happen to other people where they're like oh yeah i've heard of them and then they actually listen and they're like oh no they like own my soul now <laughs> oh for sure no and it's it's so cool and i love that story too from your first video and i i love that you remember the date specifically too is october 6 2020 like just to show yes. how impactful that day was for you <laughs> it really was my life has completely changed i mean getting into bts it's like they're not just like a pop group like they have such an endearing message they have such wonderful dynamics between each other they really preach like love yourself and like you can do anything because like they went from living all seven of them in one dorm room to taking over the world so really they can <laughs> do anything and they're very inspiring you know and i felt like i've come into liking myself a lot more since i got into them oh that's so cool and that was actually something i was going to touch on as well because yeah i know the group touches on mental health youth problems social issues the journey to loving oneself and you know just very heavy and important subjects and they essentially create their own universe in the music videos which i found really admirable they put a lot of thought into just everything that they do and they i think really that's so do. awesome 
Yeah. Yeah. Apparently in some of their music videos, it's like a story that they're telling through their music videos. Like it goes from one to the next to the next. And I haven't gotten that deep yet. I plan on doing that on my YouTube channel, Um, but I still have to figure out what the heck is going on there because it's like so deep that you you wouldn't get it unless you like really look. So yeah. they, they are talented. That was actually something I came across in my K-pop research that I tried to cram in yesterday. And <laughs> wow. I mean, okay. So first of all, that is very overwhelming. It started with BTS, obviously getting more familiar with them, but then just going broad spectrum of K-pop and oh my God. I mean, there's so much. <laughs> there is so much. I literally <laughs> just the other day got introduced to four different K-pop bands from friends that I've made through BTS, which is another reason that I love them so much i've made like literally like 30 friends in the last six months really yes they're all really into all of the k-pop i have just dipped my toes into bts only Mm -hmm. there's just so many groups so much talent so much to experience i'll get there eventually but yeah. I'm still trying to figure out what the heck's going on with BTS. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so cool. And that was actually something I was going to touch on because I noticed in your first video in particular, the big sense that I took away from it is just kind of establishing that safe space, that sense of community and camaraderie with like-minded fans of K-pop or others in the BTS army, if you would call it. Yes. Um, so that's really cool that you've met, wow, up to 30 people you said so far? Yeah. Um, honestly, there's like probably 10 of them at least that I talk to every day now. That's so cool. Yeah. It's amazing. From the video specifically, or is it or is that just from BTS in general? Um, so it's on Twitter. It's like Okay. My my Twitter went from stupid thoughts that you think and just write down and send into the void to a full blown <laughs> stand account very quickly. <laughs> but I have met a lot of people through BTS on Twitter and those people have become like some of my closest friends I would say there is no like bad part to getting into BTS <laughs> you make friends yeah. you love yourself more it's great that's so true I mean yeah there are definitely so many upsides to it and I see that a common theme in each one of your videos too is you feature a different art me and so where did the idea come from to incorporate that aspect into your videos um I guess it was just something that so my friend Annie who I mentioned before like I'm always plugging her mm-hmm. she is an art me so she has like her own store just watching her like do her art was like inspiring and I didn't want to just have like a five minute video where I'm watching something and reacting to it I wanted to add like another element so I was hanging out with her one day and I was like okay maybe I could like feature somebody in every video like as an artist and then Mm -hmm. as I grew my like purple circle I call it on Twitter (laughs) a lot of them are artists and I was like this could actually be really cool so I reached out to a couple of people and they were like yeah definitely I mean it's at no expense to them i buy their art from them and i just Mm -hmm. talk about it and then i hang it up on my wall no that's that's so cool and i love that aspect too and honestly i identify with so much of that story too because before juxtaposed journeys became a podcast it was actually a blog and it it still is but it was um, me just kind of documenting all of my different traveling experiences and kind of life lessons stories and touch on mental health and things like that during the pandemic i actually kind of made the shift into this podcast and wanted to figure out a way to give back a little bit in that sense and to open up the spectrum to other people to tell their stories as well so no and it's been a blast so far so that's I guess the first thing I thought of in that regard too, and it's been extremely fulfilling and rewarding in that way, just to get to talk to people and hear their stories and hear their passion projects and stuff. So it's been a lot of fun. Yes, I 100% agree. It's like so much more rewarding to like I don't, give back, I guess, you know, because it's like fun to do something for yourself. But when you're like, hey, also this other person is amazing, you know, it's like, yeah. it's way cooler. No, for sure. And I mean, I did some freelance writing for years. So a lot of my friends are just very, I have a lot of writing friends. I just have a lot of creative friends, entrepreneurs 
entrepreneurs and just a lot of people are in these, a lot of these people are in my circle anyway. So it's mm -hmm. literally just been reaching out on Facebook Messenger or something to people. And then nine out of 10 times, you know, they're down to sit and hear me babble. So that's always good. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, same with the art me's. They're always like, yes, please, please show my art. I would love that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I, I think everyone loves to just kind of have that platform or that extra outlet to display their work. So no, I think that's really cool that you do that for sure. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Let's see. And I, we kind of touched on it before. The whole idea of, I guess, BTS and the use of concepts I found really interesting too, because I noticed that's a common trend in K-pop in general is this kind of deeper meaning use of concepts. Yeah. So what are some interesting ones, I guess, that you came across or ones that you've uncovered in your journey with this so far, if you've uncovered any yet? By concepts, do you mean like their video concepts? Yeah, I guess that was just a common theme I was noticing with K-pop in general is that they try to make an entire concept and message for video, like a certain aesthetic and feel when it comes to like the fashion, the message, the color palette, like just everything. Or I guess uh, more specifically, is there is there a certain like aesthetic or video that you just felt really drawn to in particular a concept that they introduced? So the thing that I love about BTS so much is that they are so diverse when it comes to concepts. So mm -hmm. I'm sure you've seen Dynamite and Boy With Love, which I've covered on my YouTube channel. And those are really like soft pastel bright colors but their earlier stuff they actually were nothing like they are right now they did like they started out as like basically a rap group yeah they wore a lot of black a lot of eyeliner they had a lot of hardcore rap going on and i think that's something that's really drawn me into them too is their diversity in the content that they put out but also the music videos that they put out they're not all bright and fun there's one the save me video it's them out in a field and it's like overcast and like it's a great song it's a bop but like the actual video is like kind of like gray tone and like sad so i appreciate that they can kind of like they have a huge range oh no and that was something i picked up on as well i'm still very new to the bts world like i said i was just kind of cramming it in yesterday honestly me too my friends are still like oh she's baby army <laughs> which means i'm new <laughs> In case you were curious, ARMY is BTS's official fandom name that was first established back in 2013. ARMY is actually a clever acronym that stands for Adorable Representative MC for Youth. Much like the idea of ARMY in the military sense, the name carries meaning with the mentality that fans will always be together with BTS. BTS even makes reference to ARMY in their music video for Butter, where the group spells out ARMY behind RM as the lyrics Got ARMY Right Behind Us When We Say So is sung. I'm new to the gang. Even though it's been six months, I still am learning like so much all the time. And it's a little bit overwhelming, especially when it comes to putting out my YouTube videos. I'm like, okay, what do I do next? <laughs> there is, which way do I go? No, for sure. And actually that ties into one of my questions as well. So for somebody who's just getting into BTS or K-pop in general, where would you recommend that they start? I think it's really easy to start with the mainstream stuff. Dynamite is a really catchy, great song. They just put out Butter, which is another, their second full English song. So obviously if you're American and only English speaking, those would be a great place to start. Another thing that really got me into BTS is their solo stuff. So there's three rappers and they all have their own like EPs or like solo CDs. And I really mm -hmm. kind of gravitated towards that because they're all so different. I think listening to their solo stuff showed me that there's seven different people in this group not just like a group that makes all the same stuff. Like they're all very different. I feel like if you were gonna get into BTS, I would 
definitely listen to their popular stuff first, but also look into their like solo stuff or their like subunit stuff. There's songs that have just feature some of them, like some of the vocalists or some of the rappers. So it's hard to say exactly where to start because there's so much, <laughs> but I definitely like looking into everybody's individuality. No, so true. And like I kind of mentioned before, I actually watched this YouTube video by DKDK TV called K-pop history in 20 minutes. And it was super <laughs> informative, but there's so many layers to it. And so if you've ever seen that meme, I felt like Charlie from It's Always Sunny, where he's just got all those documents on the yes. wall with the red lines. And he's like, <laughs> red eyed. I felt yes. like that after watching that video, there's just so many layers and things to it. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> yes, I've been that meme so many times. That's so true. And that actually ties into my next question. So just with that idea in mind that they all kind of stand on their own, even though it's a seven member group. So do you have a current bias in the group? And does it regularly change? Okay, so I'm not gonna like I could talk about my bias for like an hour. My <laughs> bias is one of the rappers. He's also the main dancer. His name is Kobe or J-Hope or Jung Hasuk. They literally all have like five names, but we'll just call him <laughs> J-Hope because that's his rap name. Yep. My bias does not regularly change. It has only changed once. Um, I started out with a different bias. He was another rapper, the leader of the group, Nam June, who goes mm -hmm. by RM. And then it changed to Hobi. I adopted a second bias, which was the third rapper. I guess I really like the rap line a lot. Okay. And the third one is uh, Suga okay. or Yoongi. Okay, nice. Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't change a ton. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's hard because all seven of them are so like lovable, so great and bring something unique. A lot of people identify as OT7, which means they don't have a bias. They just love them all equally. And I think that every army truly, you know, at their core is OT7, but it's fun to have a bias. It doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> no, for sure. Now, do you say, do you take the same approach to like their overall aesthetic? Is there a certain aspect of BTS or K-pop in general that you gravitate towards the most? Is it, I guess, the music, the fashion, the choreography, or is it just the overall package? I would say it's the overall package. Definitely the music wrote me in, but their personalities are why I stay. I don't, I mean, I have a YouTube channel where I watch the music videos and stuff, but I don't spend a ton of my time like watching K-pop videos or anything like that. So I would say definitely the music is why I'm here. It just makes you feel good. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I think back to my act actually earliest memory of K-pop in general just came from that explosion of size Gundam style back in 2012. It was like my <laughs> small taste of the world. Yeah, but it's I find it so crazy how much that exploded. So like fun fact, it actually peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100 and had top music charts of more than 30 countries, including Australia, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Russia, Spain and the UK. And it was the first wow. YouTube video to reach 1 billion views and has since garnered 4 billion views, which I found mind blowing personally. Really? That is insane. I'm not surprised, though. It's crazy. And like I was mentioned before with that K-pop video, I mean, they break down the whole history of it. But from what I was kind of gathering is that March, uh, well, 1992 in general was a very big year for K-pop in general. Like that was kind of when it started to explode. With 1992? Them. And I, yeah, which is, wow. it's a really interesting video. And I apologize in advance if I butcher any of these names, but it's an artist named Seo Taji. He came into the scene really diverse musically and just kind of pushed the envelope fashion wise, but also with his messages. And apparently that's also what kind of, I don't want to say did him in, but I don't know. There were claims that he was hiding satanic messages 
influences in his music or something like that. And then there was, uh, well, I'm just immersed in this world, but I imagine he was not doing that. <laughs> yeah, people say a lot of things, you know. They said but, that about you know, the Beatles. Right, right. Which actually I was going to touch on too, because yeah, like the, the whole K-pop movement is actually compared to the, what you would call it, the British invasion with the Beatles and everything. Like it's been that big. I think the biggest takeaway I've had from it is just how quickly they've been exploding. Like all things considered since the scene kind of really, I don't want to say came to fruition, but really exploded in 1992, or at least according to that video. Yeah, I definitely agree. Because it, I mean, just from what I've experienced since October, I heard Dynamite on the radio and I was like, okay, cool. Like this is a good song. But like fast forward to now, it's been seven, eight months and they have a meal at McDonald's now. They have commercials, you know, like they're everywhere and they really did just like take off so quickly. It's so crazy. And this is so random, but I couldn't stop thinking about this yesterday, but did you ever used to watch the Adult Swim show Metalocalypse? No, I didn't. Okay. Well, the basic premise of that is it's just this metal band that has just become larger than life in terms of their fame. And they're actually oh, oh, like at one point, yes, like the I've seventh largest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're the seventh largest economy in the world. So like these world leaders are constantly looking at them and scrutinizing like everything they're doing because they have such a big influence on the world around them for every decision that they make. In a weird way, I kind of compared it to this in a small way. I mean, obviously the music is very different. You know, they're just de Honestly, they're like a deathcore metal band, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty comparable because BTS is like Korea's pride and joy, basically. Every member of BTS is like an ambassador of Korea now. Yeah. Actually, also from that YouTube video too, what I found was really interesting is that, forgetting the exact details of it, but it was like they took different members from different K-pop bands and basically meshed them into one to make them more global. And I'm forgetting what the name of the band was. That group I was referencing is Super M which is a supergroup that formed in 2019 by SM Entertainment that consists of seven members from four SM Entertainment boy groups, Shiny, EXO, NCT127, and Wave A. More information on them can be found in the show notes. I thought that was really interesting, almost like they were strategically trying to make them all global. Yeah, I'm not surprised. They do a lot of stuff like that with K-pop groups. They just kind of like pick and choose and put people together who they think would be good. I mean, BTS was kind of like that too. Everybody had to try out to be in the group and they just picked yep. the best of the best. So gotta do what you gotta yeah. do and it's working for them. No, it really is. I'm still like unpacking everything from that. <laughs> <laughs> it's YouTube okay. I haven't I watched, even unpacked but... everything from what I've learned. <laughs> there, there truly are so many layers to it. But to your point, it is a very big part of their culture and their just way of life now, which I thought was really admirable. Mm -hmm. Going back to your YouTube channel specifically, do you plan on doing reactions to any other K-pop groups or just sticking with BTS? Um, For now, I think I'm just going to stick with BTS because still like so much to go through so aside from like music videos they have a variety show where they play different games every week they have travel shows there's just like so much that i can get into with bts so i think i'm just gonna stick with bts for now but like who knows maybe like two or three years down the line i'll like want to switch it up yeah definitely and now do you have any youtubers in particular that are big source of inspiration for you so i mean yes doesn't have anything to do with k-pop but i really like the try guys and they have inspired me to follow my dreams kind of because I had a little bit of a reservation about starting a YouTube channel since I'm 26. <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe I'm too old, you know, but they didn't come into their fame until they were like in their late 20s, early 30s. 
30s. So I was like, okay, yeah, I can, I can do this. And like <laughs> editing style wise, I really always loved Jenna Marbles. So I try yeah. to like edit my videos in like a similar way because I always thought she was so funny. She was very funny. I remember watching her videos too. So speaking of which, do you do all of your editing yourself then? I do. And it is a bitch and a half. <laughs> I was going to say, editing is no joke. That is something I've learned very quick. But I do think your videos are very polished. And I was very impressed with the quality of them. Thank you. Yeah, learning how to edit videos was terrifying. Luckily, I have a coworker whose husband went to school for video editing. And he taught me some of like the basic stuff. I really do my best to like grow from one video to the next and add more and learn more. And it's been really fun. I kind of thought I was going to hate editing. But actually, I really, really enjoy it. No, I, I I know what you mean. Like in a really weird way, I dread doing it. But once I'm actually sitting down editing, I love it. And I don't know if it's just that OCD in me and just having that control or just in a weird way, it's almost meditative to me to just kind of sit down yes. and piece something together and make something cohesive that I'm just proud to put out there. It's it's yes. very hard to put into words. No, I totally understand because it's like, oh, I have to edit my video today. And then once it's finished, I'm like, oh my gosh, everybody watch this. Everybody look what I did. <laughs> I have the exact same way. I'll put it off for like five, six days. And I'm like, I really got to edit this. And I'll just cram it one day, like right before. And then right, right as soon as it's out, I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Everyone needs to listen to this. And <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's exactly how I am too. I'm like, this is the most perfect thing on earth. Witness it. <laughs> no, exactly. It's so funny when you mentioned that story about feeling too old to start a YouTube channel. I, I think back to just, so I just turned uh, 30 earlier in this year. And like anyone about to turn a new 30 or into yes. a new decade or whatever like having that kind of existential dread or whatever as weird as it sounds what made me okay with it and it sounds super weird is that so one of my favorite uh bands is the menzingers and i was like well those guys are like 30 now they made an album about turning 30 and those guys are still cool so that's like what made me okay with it the menzingers record i was referring to is after the party so if you're feeling any existential crisis or need some reassurance in your life that everything will be okay after turning 30 give this punk driven album a spin <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. I was like, my favorite YouTubers are in their 30s. Jenna Marbles in her 30s. I mean, the boys in BTS, the oldest one is 29. You know, I was like, it's just follow your dreams. Just shut up and just do it. So oh, I shut sure. up and I did it. <laughs> no, and I'm glad you did. Yeah, and I think you're killing it. I think it's, I think the YouTube videos are great. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And speaking of which, I saw you brought on Hallie as your first guest in your latest video. Do you plan on bringing mm -hmm. on guests for future episodes? Yes, 100%. So actually, this YouTube channel was not supposed to be a solo thing with just me my original idea was to actually do it with annie because okay. she knows so much more she kind of like guides me through like learning things so i thought it would be really funny to do as like a duo but she just started her webtoon her comic and that takes up a lot of her time yeah and i didn't want to stress her out because i mean it was my idea and it was something that i really wanted to do so i was like okay how about I'll just do this alone. I'll figure it out. And then I will bring you on later. From there, I was like, well, I could also bring other people on instead of, you know, just Annie. So I asked my friend Hallie, who got into BTS after me. She's like, baby, your army. But she's really, <laughs> she's like just as into it as me and Annie. And she was super excited. So I plan on having more Hallie, more Annie. And then maybe in the future, if I meet other armies who are local, I will ask them to come too. No, that's so cool too. And Annie definitely stays busy 
busy for sure. I would actually yes. love to have Annie on this podcast eventually. I think the oh work my she gosh, does is amazing. It's it's so good. She is so talented. I met her in fourth grade and we used to just like sit on her bedroom floor and like draw like shitty anime characters. And to watch her growth <laughs> has been so special and so cool. And she is just really killing it. I'm so proud of her. No, she really is. So I've actually known Annie for, God, it's been over a decade now. And I met Annie through Howie. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> Oh my god, no way. I did not know that. Yeah. Jeez, I've known Hallie because I went to Hallie's open house, which is where I met Annie. <laughs> and that was over oh, 10 years ago oh now. Oh my god, that's so long ago. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely have Annie on. She would be so yeah. fun. She's so funny. That would be great. So Annie, if you're listening to this, please come on this podcast. <laughs> oh, she's she's going to listen. I will make her. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Sounds good. To your point, just to see her progression has been really cool. Um, and I'm so happy for her, you know, everything that she's doing. I think it's so cool yeah she's really killing it go queen we see you <laughs> perfect now where can people find your youtube channel and your other socials you can find my youtube at freak on a leash um as well as my socials i'm working on getting rid of my underscore on instagram it's just freak on a leash but on twitter it's still freak on a leash underscore I'm trying to be official you know <laughs> but the the twitter account that's just freak on a leash has been like suspended indefinitely and twitter won't get back to me so <laughs> Freak on a leash <laughs> underscore if you want to cry about BTS with me. Sounds good. And it's so funny you mentioned that because that's something I've been thinking more about lately because my social handles are not consistent and they need to be. And that's been kind of bothering mm -hmm. me lately. They have a weird theme that kind of was not intentional. Like some of them are Eric with the hair because I used to have long hair. But then I switched <laughs> some to Eric with the beard. And I oh legitimately gosh, so still do rock a beard. Been rocking a beard for years. But I don't yes. know. I think I might switch everything to Eric with the beard eventually because I think that's kind of here to stay. Yeah. I just haven't really got around to it. So when I do plugins for the other podcasts, it's like half and half. And I was like, I should really make that consistent. I don't want to confuse people. Yeah, it's just easier, <laughs> you know, but now mine's not consistent. So I have no room to talk. <laughs> No, for sure. Got to get that underscore. Yes. Or got got to get rid of it. <laughs> or got to get rid of the underscore. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. But make it consistent. Yes. Yeah, that's what matters. Let's see, is there anything I forgot to ask about or anything that you wanted to touch on real quick? Yeah. So I wanted to touch on something that I talked about in my first video. Yeah. In my first video, I talked about how it's a safe space for armies and people who like K-pop and stuff. And since I've gotten into BTS, I've noticed, you know, a lot of people that kind of treat me differently or treat other people differently for getting into something that's unconventional to like, no matter how big mm -hmm. BTS is right now. There's a lot of xenophobia in the world and it's sad because people are just keeping themselves from worlds, countries, friggin' lands of awesome art and music so i think that if you are reluctant to get into something that's different you should just take a chance because music and art isn't about what you're seeing or what the lyrics are it's about how it makes you feel so for anybody who's listening to this and like oh k-pop i think you know, take a chance. You'll find something that you like and you're just going to broaden your horizons and be a better person, a happier person because now you've got more things to love. So true. I loved all of that. That was so good. Thank you. Yeah, I spent a lot of time thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell, but no, I identify with so much of that too, because I'm I'm big into foreign films for that same reason too. I mean, there's a quote that I love so much. It goes, I'm paraphrasing it like crazy, but it goes along the lines of, if you can get past the couple inch of subtitles in a movie or something like that, of reading mm -hmm. that, you will be immersed to so much better like culture and, and such a big worldview. 
I definitely butchered this quote. <laughs> the quote actually goes, once you overcome the one inch tall barrier of subtitles, you will be introduced to so many more amazing films, which was said by Bong Joon-ho, a film director from South Korea. And if you haven't seen his film Parasite yet, definitely give it a watch. It's a wild experience. I'm paraphrasing yes. that like crazy. I'll look up that. No, quote, I totally, <laughs> I know what you mean. Definitely. Yeah, you get, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, you just, when I listen to BTS, I don't, I'm trying to learn Korean, but I don't know what they're saying. I'll look up the <laughs> lyrics and the overall message, but like when it comes down to it, it's about, do I like this song? Does this song make me feel like dancing? Like, heck yeah. So I think that's, I think that's what matters deep down. And I think that if more people were open to things that are different culturally, they would have a lot more tolerance for other people in the world and themselves. No, so true. And not to get into like social issues or politics or anything like that, but something I've always thought about too is I would love for the school system to emphasize learning another language or being bilingual at least because that's standard across the world. And that's actually yes. something I've been wanting to to learn more and do. Like I took five years of German in high school and I can understand it well enough, I guess, but I don't feel confident mm -hmm. in a lot of my speaking skills anymore just because I haven't practiced it. But I want to say about right. a year, year and a half ago, I started teaching myself French. Every day oh, I've been awesome. getting on Duolingo and, and doing that. And no, and honestly, it's, and it sounds so weird to say, but I find the construction of languages so fascinating and how much that can get lost in translation across languages or how languages are constructed or, and it ties right into culture and everything too and mm -hmm. i feel like if we we're able to break down those walls a little bit easier if we learn to understand each other a little bit so you're hit the nail on the head with that yeah i definitely agree that everybody should be learning a second language i was lucky enough to take spanish since second grade but as an adult oh, nice. i still don't speak it very well i mean if i kept up on it probably i can understand it a bit like you said i have made friends all over the world since getting into bts a lot of the people on twitter that i talked about earlier are from different countries they all speak english because they were like they had to learn how to speak english and i think that's really awesome yeah no so true and i want to i mean i want to travel to every country in the world i always have that Same. i always kind of run into that roadblock of just like i don't want to just be just an ignorant american going to these countries and not know anything about their culture not try to learn their language or anything so then i try to immerse myself more in that it's like i got to do that before i go to these different countries and stuff i guess that's partially why i've been teaching myself french because mm -hmm. i well i'm supposed to be going to london in a few <gasps> months and i wanted to like what? peek into france and like uh -huh. i would love to experience some like authentic french cuisine because i i watch a lot of cooking shows too and that's one of the other weird things oh, that's actually part yeah. of the reason why i started learning french too because a lot of these culinary books drop a lot of french terms because fine dining is very like french influenced and yes so yes, a big fan of anthony bourdain huge influence of mine so and mm. it was actually through his books because i feel like he'll just go on random tangents where he'll start dropping different french terms i'm like i don't know what he's talking about <laughs> yeah it's inspiring you know there's an entire world of culture and language and art to experience and just seems like a waste to only like what's cool in america at the moment you know no it's so true and a, a quote just popped in my head i don't know if you ever used to listen to i the mighty but one of my favorite lyrics that they have is this world is only as big as the space that you expand your mind i think about that all the time i agree 100 percent. awesome well that i think that is a very good note to sign off on so everybody listening yeah. go check out leash's YouTube channel, check out our socials, check out our videos, and looking forward to seeing more videos and more content from me in the future. Yay, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me and listening to me babble for the last half hour. Of course, thanks for <laughs> listening to me babble. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, you're too kind. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much again. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking out the show. Links to Leash's YouTube channel and other socials can be found in the show notes. If you like what you heard, please make sure to subscribe and leave a review for the Juxtaposed Journeys podcast. Any feedback is always welcome and appreciated. If you're an entrepreneur, creator, or live an interesting lifestyle, send an email to juxtaposedjourneys at gmail.com with a brief description for a chance to be featured in an upcoming episode. The Juxtaposed Journeys logo was designed by Darius Norwood. The website was designed by Elise Benner, and music has been provided by Young Pioneer. Editing for this episode was done by RB. Final mixing and interviews are conducted by yours truly, Eric Spitz. Thank you for listening, and remember to never stop exploring. <laughs>